Have you ever seen people who appear to have it all together, especially in church, and wondered about the real story beneath the facade? Or how about this? What's your story? And what would happen if people knew the real you, the glorious, the wonderful, the messy, the shameful? Listen in as we tackle hard questions of faith and following Jesus. Welcome to She Seems So Normal, Stories Not Shared on Sundays with your host. That's me, Lee McKenzie. Episode 54, powered by pickle jars and family support. What would your nearest and dearest be willing to do for your healing journey? Mine hugged, high-fived, and helped me smash glass. How far was the Father willing to go to save our souls? Well, He sent His Son as the perfect sacrifice and raised Him up for our victory. Psalm 46.1 says this, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. I've only been on my trauma therapy recovery journey since December 2019. As I edit the manuscript today, it's mid-May 2022, and I can't believe how far and fast I've traveled down the road to healing. For 47 years, I did everything I knew to try to heal myself, until the origins of my issues were unearthed and exhumed piece by piece. I limped and stumbled, unable to reconcile or understand anything without unlocking these repressed childhood memories. Crediting the Holy Spirit's power to heal me through God's Word, I also credit Him working through all the people supporting me along the way. Be encouraged and empowered that any abuse or trauma survivor could find healing so quickly. As a mama bear kind of mom, I am constantly watchful over my children and on guard against evil. Imagining parents incapable of or refusing care for their child's needs confounds me. Parents are supposed to know best, do what's right, and always have their child's interests at heart, right? Whether or not she was complicit or knew anything that happened, memories from Desenka the runaway horse to the other disturbing tavern and hotel scenes all make me question my own mom's parenting priorities and perspectives. What I realized looking back is we were all groomed and programmed to behave certain ways by my predatory abusers. But at this moment in time, with my mind split between little teen and adult me because of the horrific abuses by men at such tender ages, I'm finally enraged enough in the process to begin asking questions on their behalf. As Christians, is it sinful to feel rage against others or muster that deep, visceral, primordial anger for those who enable or allow hurt and abuse? Or is it worse to misplace our fury, allowing it to land on others who are innocent? Michelle suggested the following glass smash process as a method to physically get in touch with and find an outlet for my repressed anger using a safe, tangibly representative outlet. It's much like punching bags instead of people or yelling at inanimate objects representing the trauma versus verbally abusing your besties or shooting arrows at paper abuser targets instead of aiming barbs at your associates. You can pick your poison and use whatever floats the boat. For me, the exquisite feel and sound of shattering delicate glass and china 
while voicing every hidden question about my hurt was cathartic indeed and exceptionally more productive and less expensive than breaking farmhouse windows. This is from Saturday, February 15th, 2020. Today is the day. My daughter tells me, I love you, you got this, give me a high five, as I head into the garage. Earlier, she and Christopher surround me in a group hug, our form of love and prayer. Still asleep from his drama production last night, I know my son Julian has been praying too. You cannot understand how much I hate these memories of racehorses and red rooms, of predators with stubbled chins on glass shards, but yet hold completely devastating sadness at the same time. Where was my mom in all of this? Has been one of my most feared and difficult unanswered questions. Repeatedly throughout the stage of healing, I've wanted to turn everything on myself, all the rage and hurt, to protect my mom and others who stole parts of my life from me. Teen me wants to slash my hands with her fingernails and carve my arms with the glass. Why does teen me feel like turning the knife on me? I didn't do anything wrong, right? As I step onto the concrete floor, chills run through my entire body. The tears have been falling all morning in anticipation of finally unleashing this anger. My gentle soul didn't want to be mad at anyone, but a necessary part of healing I know now is recognizing who hurt me and how instead of the displaced and misguided anger fits that just kept spilling sideways onto those I loved the most when they least expected it. I mean, for heaven's sake, I never know when to expect it. Triggers were once invisible, but my eyes are now unveiled to the wiles and ways of how the enemy tried to destroy my family and me. No more. When something used to go wrong, I used to put others upon the pedestal, reasoning it was my fault. Making false idols, I placed those who seemed untouchable atop the altar of my mind and heart. I ended up worshiping him, yet sacrificing my husband and children, venting anger sideways because they're safest. You know, they unconditionally love me. The gravest danger of unresolved, misdirected anger from me is passing sinful, ungodly relationship behaviors down to the next generation's spouses, children, and their children. And while God promises blessings to a thousand generations of those who are obedient and love the Lord, the sin of the father goes down to the fourth generation. And so, dysfunctional sin cycles continue, generation after generation. Who will stand up to stop it? In the corner, I see the box of glasses and china I purchased from the thrift store for this very occasion to vent my anger, ask hard questions, and shatter things. Dragging the cardboard into the center of the garage next to a metal trash can, Bella reminds me to wear safety glasses to protect my eyes. Christopher provides thin leather gloves to protect my hands from the shards, but I decide against them. I need to feel it all. Half-heartedly, I toss the first wine glass, a heavy, ugly, thick-stemmed number. It refuses to break, so I pick it up and slam it on the bottom of the trash can. Uh, nope. Apparently, there's technique to this smashing. The paper at the bottom of the trash can is too cushioning, and I'm irritated this isn't working as I imagined, and I whip the glass against the side of the trash can with all my strength, hearing a lovely pshh as it breaks. That was satisfying. The sound wave travels to my hypersensitive ears, stimulating fight or flight in my brain. Immediately, I know I am taking a stand to fight. Here's what I've realized. I've never really been mad for real things. I shielded people from blame and accountability. I always made excuses for what had happened to me. I protected the miserable past at the expense of the miraculous present. I tried to make people proud yet felt like a failure myself. I've done what others wanted me to do even when it pierced my soul to do them. 
And as I'm going through this, I'm wondering, am I betraying my family of origin by disrupting the past? However, if there's anything I've realized through this time in therapy, it's placing the right emotions at the right places and allowing the spirit to heal. By refusing attention and care of gaping emotional and spiritual wounds, while we pick at scabs or play with oozing pus, we continue to suffer instead of becoming whole and healed with help. We choose to limp along in life. My wounds festered far too long. The parasympathetic response to fight releases a ton of pent-up hormones and emotions and gives me strength to muster the anger of injustice I buried so long. I focus in like a laser beam on the details, something trauma survivors master, <laughs> swirling in the details. I began asking myself, why wasn't I protected? Was I ever loved? How could this happen? Why did you do nothing? Didn't you love me? What happened to you to let you think this was okay? Did you know? Didn't I deserve better? Where was God in all of this? And these sound like childish questions as I write this, but it comes from the child within me hurt so deeply so long ago. And with every glass smash, the anger deepens at the sound, rings through the garage. Sobbing, snotty, sloppy questions pour forth. Oftentimes incoherent grunts and cries, I become animalistic in sound, blinded by tears. Utterly cathartic and pleasing in the physical nature of throwing and smashing, it's as if every fiber in my body containing pressurized anger finally releases on a target, a proper target. Whoosh! Here the glass break feels freaking awesome, and pouring out sorrow into that trash can unleashes my deepest, most honest, and feared questions. Reaching down to re-smash a plate that didn't shatter as expected, my knuckles graze a wine glass splinter on metal. Recoiling with a snarl, I examine the blood beginning to bloom across the cracks of my skin. I will not be hurt by this. I refuse to be hurt anymore. Brushing the tiny shards off and pressing the cut, my blood obeys and refuses to rise to the surface. The glass smash continues, but I'm exhausted and the garage is freezing. The outside temperature right now is minus four degrees. Warming myself by the portable heater plugged into the wall gives me a chance to reset and refocus. As the box of thrift store items dwindles and expires, I'm far from finished. In fact, I think I'm only just getting started. Realizing I have run out of available options, I tentatively knock on the door for Christopher. Yes, baby, Christopher answers. Are you doing okay? There's no more glass. I need more glass. I blubber. Watching his mind move into action, he smiles. Hold on, I think I can help. As I wait, my toes freeze in thin blue canvas Chuck Taylors. Smiling for a moment, the broadcast stylist in me asks sarcastically, really, what do you wear for this kind of thing? Today, it was sweatpants and a large black sweatshirt topped with pink cable knit ski hat, just in case anyone out there was wondering. This is not one of my best outfits, I suppose, but it was highly practical. The door slightly opens and Christopher nimbly, gently announces, um, here you go, Lily. And do you know what the man did? He offers a clean, empty pickle jar, which I smash promptly. Other pickled condiment jars show up outside the door. Giant capers, mini capers, bread and butter pickles, dill spears, and when the empty jar of his favorite salsa appears, I know he earnestly means business. As my mind wonders where he's putting the contents of these jars, I laugh. How has God blessed me with this husband of mine? And even as I run out of glass, with more questions persisting, demanding smashing responses, Christopher supplies the means for me to finish asking, while God provides me with answers, and I smash everything he offers. 
Residue anger lingers still needing an outlet, but my gratitude grows knowing I am still standing. Culling through the storage cabinets hanging in the garage, I scan fine wedding china and stemware. There are long-forgotten, unused, etched wine goblets and champagne glasses found at a long-ago yard sale. And as I finger gold leaf rings painted onto delicate blue 1960s cordial glasses, I realize these may have appeared in black and white family photos in my parents' hands. An incomplete set, with only five remaining, my mother gave them to me decades ago when Chris and I were married. Would I dare break these precious glasses my parents loved and valued so highly? Yes. Before beginning, I mourn their loveliness and how shattered they'll be. The sweet, high-pitched of expensive, fine glass breaking is music to me. And with each glass shattered, I proclaim, God has been with me. Jesus has never forsaken me. The Lord is my stronghold. He is my safe place. I will not be shaken. And instead of feeling empty and sad, I strengthen with resolve and conviction. My God walked me through this valley of the shadow of death, his hand in mine, leading me along the path so many times. He never left my side, and even before I knew him as Lord and Savior, my King spread out his arms between heaven and earth on a cross to rescue my soul from the pits of hell, out of the grips of evil men and the claws of evil. He loved me through eternity, and my name is written on the palm of his hand. I will not be stolen out of this grip. My rescuer knew these days of freedom were coming in this exact season and he appointed all the days of my life since before he laid the foundations of the earth. There is nothing, nothing too hard or impossible for him. That wasn't what I designed for you. I'm sorry, deeply grieved that happened to you. However, I will use it to create something beautiful in you. Trust me, God. The Lord gave this message to Michelle to share with me at the beginning of the journey. And after writing on the back of a to-do list for her house lady, she actually sent it to me in the mail because I wanted evidence to remind me of it in the coming months. There are some truths I'm trusting and holding on to about God. Number one, he did not. He did not design me for destruction. Number two, he's sorry. Number three, he will redeem it all. The Ancient of Days never ordained atrocities that happen. I was never a throwaway child fit for destruction or marked for abuse though the enemy tried his best to deceive me into believing those lies. What happened to me and so many others is the work of man's free will and evil in a fallen world. The enemy prompts temptation as mankind believes in satisfying his selfish, sinful urges in his staunch refusal and rebellion to trust in God's plan. I am a child of God and no longer a slave to fear or these fits of rage and anger. I am a daughter of the king. It's remarkable how far-flung glass goes when it's shattered. Sweeping up the little pieces into a large industrial dustpan that somehow escaped the trash can, I think to myself, hmm, this was highly productive. So ends the glass smash. I'm thankful for the power of pickle jars and family support, aren't you? I need some lunch now and a nap.